podcast with international evangelist Silas Crawford, where you will receive the engrafted Word of God with grace, love, and hope for tomorrow. Now, here is your host, evangelist Silas Crawford. Do dance if you want to. Just praise God. Yeah. 
This is the best place to be today. Amen. Amen. Yes. Receiving God's message through song and through word. Amen. Amen. So we're going to sing this song on my way to Canaan Land. That's our goal, right? Anybody uh-huh. heard that song before? I'm on my way to Canaan Land. We're going to do that. And then we're going to follow it with Sumia very soon. I know you guys know it. So join in with us. Well, I'm on my way. Señor, 
Praise God for that song. You know, when I first heard that song, I thought it was for the unbeliever. And then God told me, he said, no, it's for you and for me and for your fellow man in church, wherever he is, it's for everyone. We have to dedicate our lives every single day, over and over. It never ends. But that is our goal, to be with him. Open your hearts and just give it all to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, the next song we're going to do is Born Again. Amen. That's right. Every That's day. Right. That's Still right. is, by the way. Still Amen. Come Amen. on. Yes. 
We're going Spanish first for a second. Amen. Since I opened up the door. Amen. Yeah. All right. Praise God. Praise God. Since I opened up the door. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
este lugar reunidos en su nombre para adorar al Señor Corazón de 
that God has blessed me. And one of the first songs me and my sister sang was, Give Them All. So when you guys sing, Give Them All to Jesus, the tears flowed down my face, but my heart was rejoicing. Because when you can't give them to nobody else, you can give them to Jesus. That's right. When nobody else is faithful to you in this life, you can depend on Jesus. When this whole world turns its back on you, ministers, pastors, ministries, evangelists, prophets turn their back on you, Jesus will never let you down. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I just want to sing, give them all. Give them all, give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, broken hearts, and broken toys. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus. And he will turn your sorrows into joy. Come on, I want to do that again. I feel the presence of God. Give them all. Give them all. Yes. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, broken hearts, and broken toys. Give them all. Give them all. Jesus, and he will turn your sorrows into joy. Go ahead, sing, brothers. Give him all, give him all, give him all to Jesus. Set her trees, broken hearts, broken toys. Give him all. And he will turn your sorrows into joy. And he will turn your sorrows into joy. And Jesus will turn your sorrows into joy. He's the only one that can tonight. He's the only one that can keep playing. He's the only one that can take all your troubles and turn them into blessings. He's the only one that can take all your troubles and turn them into testimonies. He's the only one that can take sickness and turn them into rejoicing. He's the only one that can take the tears as they roll down your face and turn them into laughter. Amen. Nobody can do that but Jesus tonight. Nobody can take your broken heart and mend it back together but Jesus tonight. He's the only one that can, Brother Paul, no matter what we go through. Even though it seems like years and years go on and we have troubles and hurts and scars, but Jesus has never left us. 
That's why Psalm says, Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, broken hearts, broken toys. Give them all, give them all. Give them all to Jesus. And he will turn your sorrows into joy. And he Turn your sorrows into joy, and Jesus will turn your sorrows into joy. I, I just really don't want to stop listening to the worship. Is there such an anointing in this place right now? We want to welcome everybody. Musicians, you can sit. You can go wherever you want to if a keyboard player may stay or guitar, whoever. But we want to welcome everybody listening on Facebook, on podcast, the neighbors, because they're listening whether you believe it or not. They're sitting across the street. They're next door. They water their lawns. I mean... I know the brother over here was parked over here the other night listening. Sister Janie's admonished her flesh and blood brother. He even came and listened at the gate the other night. I see. But we want to welcome everybody from Arizona, Texas, people listening from Kansas, Guadalajara, Mexico, Matamoros, Mexico, Pakistan. They're listening right now in Liberia, in Africa, the Netherlands. Australia, the United Kingdom, and Ireland. Give them a hand clap for being with us tonight. We may not have many here on body, but we have people listening all over the world. The word of God will go out and accomplish exactly what it's set out to do. And it never return void. Um, I know the last couple of messages that God has given me, um, have been very strange, if you will, how he's given to me. But today wasn't no different. Um, the Lord, for those of you, the brother Alex and my brothers here, God has been giving me my messages through secular music, not by listening to it on the radio, on the phone, or the TV, but every once in a while I will hear a song playing in my ears, and God gives me a message through that song. Tonight's not no different. As I was reading today and studying, there was a song that came out in the spring of 1982 titled, You were always on my mind. And most of us, Brenda Lee did this song back in the 70s, but Willie Nelson brought it out in in 1982, the spring, and it went number five on the top 100 billboards for three weeks. It never left number five. But But the lyrics of this song tells a story that this person is looking back on a relationship that went sour due to neglect of that relationship. And it, 
If you have your Bibles, I want to go to Genesis, the first chapter, just briefly. If you'll stand for the reading of the Word of God. Genesis, the first chapter, and the 26th verse, when you find it, say amen. And God said, let us make man in our image. I want to stop right there. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, I ask of you to anoint my lips of clay to preach your anointed word. Amen. Your word's anointed no matter what comes or what goes. No matter who speaks it, who speaks against it, it is still the anointed word of God. And in Revelation, the, the, the writer said seven times, he who hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. I ask you to anoint the ears of each listener by the way of Facebook, by the way of podcast, and in this house right now, that we will not just be hearers and forgetful hearers, but doers of your word. And I won't fail to praise you in the precious name of Jesus. And let the church say amen. Amen. You may be seated in the liberty of the Lord. God is so in love with mankind, and he has always been in love with mankind. And in Genesis 1 and 26, I want to read to the 28th verse. I want to prove to you that you were always on the mind of God. And God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, if you would like to know who he said, us and our, I believe Pastor Contreras with all of my heart. He was talking to the predestinated sons and daughters of God because we were with him in his mind before time, before space, before the world we ever created. We were in God. Amen. After our likeness and our image, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Verse 28. That's right. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. I want you to take note of this next word, next this next two words, and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that moveth upon the earth. The, the center theme of the Bible as thought was creation, redemption, 
then restoration. God created the worlds and the space and time with mere spoken word. God redeemed his people by sending his only begotten son to die upon the cross of Calvary and to become sin for you and I this very day. Somebody say amen. Amen, that's right. He loves you so much if you remember the, the text of Old Testament or, or even New Testament, Jesus is hanging in between heaven and earth, if you will. And he makes the statement, why hast thou forsaken me? I believe it was the book of Isaiah that said, curses is he who hangeth upon the tree. God took his own son and let him become a sin Become all complete sin in his flesh that you may have salvation and the right to the tree of life. Can somebody say amen tonight? So he had to bring redemption, first creation, then redemption, then there had to be a restoration of all things. We read in Revelation, I believe the second chapter and the third chapter where John is writing the revelation that Jesus had gave to him. Number one, the revelation was not John's revelation. John said in Revelation 1, I, John, am writing the revelation of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. If you get a revelation in this life, it's not by what you've done. It's not how you lived. It's not how you prayed. It's not how you feel. But it's because God himself gave you a revelation of his knowledge. Somebody say amen. He says in Revelation, he writes into the churches in that time. Now I want you to know that yes, they were physical churches in Ephesus and in Asia and in Galatia, but he was also writing down a dispensation of the church in time because we are right now in the last church age, which he writes in Revelation 3 to the church of the Laodiceans. Now, if God is not a forgiving God, then he would have never wrote into those churches the way he had John write the revelation. But because you were and the body of Christ was always on his mind, he sends them a warning. Our parents usually, if you had Good parents. Not everybody had good parents. But if you had parents that loved you or a parent that loved you, they would usually give you a warning before you got in major trouble. I didn't perceive me even going this way in this. But he writes 
to the church of the Laodiceans. And that's where we are in the spiritual timeline of the church. We have become the body of Christ, have become the church of the Laodiceans. He said, I have somewhat of an odd against thee because thou, I wish that there were hot or cold, but because thou art warm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Was is that not a warning? I wish that you were hot, and I or I wish that you was cold. Nobody, usually in the right mind, wants to eat lukewarm room temperature food. If you take milk or cotton, you leave it at room temperature for too long. What happens to it? It gets spoiled. What happens to the body if you drink spoiled milk or, or eat spoiled food? You, Your body has to reject it by throwing it up. Because it's not made to eat things that are not healthy. It's not made for things that are not right. The body of Christ has become indifferent with God because we've listened to pastors and prophets and evangelists that have given us a lukewarm meal and have failed to give us something hot that kept us healthy. Somebody say amen. I, not, I don't exclude myself in this. And we see that as time goes on, then the seals begin to break loose, and I'm not even going into that. But he gave the Laodicean church a warning that if they did not get on fire for him, he was fixing to cut them off, and that without remedy. Somebody say amen. When God cuts you off, there ain't no coming back. Your pastors can cut you off. Your wife can cut you off. Your husband can cut you off. Your children can cut you off. And there can be a mending back together. Impossible. But when God ever cuts you off, honey, you're just cut off. Pastors don't want to preach like this anymore. Evangelists don't want to preach like this anymore. Why? This right here. Money. And it takes money to live. It takes, the Bible said that money is the answer to all things. It can solve many problems. But what it cannot solve in your life is that you and I are in need of a Savior. Somebody say amen. You and I are in need of an ultimate sacrifice whose name is Jesus Christ. God's given a warning tonight. I didn't want this to go that way. I know this is the last night of the revival here. But pastors, prophets, worship leaders, singers, musicians, evangelists, lay members, 
you better get on fire for Jesus. We are in the last days right now. The church of the Laodiceans were in the last days of their church age. And that's where we stand right now. No wonder why we pray and it seems like our prayers don't go past the ceiling. And God don't answer our prayers like he used to. The church house ain't full like it used We pass by a bar and grill about every night on my way home. And just about every night, Brother Leo, that pastor right there is with me 99% of the time. They have vehicles lined an eighth of a mile down the road, and most of the times I'm both. Am I telling the truth, Pastor? They're lined up on both sides of the road. You know why? Because they are getting what they wanted, they're serving them what they wanted. But when the pastors and the evangelists and the prophets begin to get on fire for God again, I wish somebody would back me up tonight. But if you don't, Jesus is backing me up. If we don't begin to serve the people what they deserve, they'll go whoring after other gods, and your church village will be no longer. Amen. I don't want this to be a rebuke. But I can't help it. We've sat around long enough. And you know why the preachers, the Bible said, the love of many shall wax cold. Men shall become lovers of themselves and not lovers of God. That they would look to the creature, that look to the pastor, that look to the evangelist, that look to the prophet more than they do Jesus Christ. And God will not stand second line to nobody. He will be the first of all, or he'll be nothing at all. Hallelujah. I prayed. And I fasted. What's my part? What have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? And you know what I've done wrong? I have failed to go into the highways and the byways and compel them. That means to strongly urge, almost begging them to come into the fold of God. Come into the ark of safety. There's a day of tribulation that's coming and trouble's coming. And if you're not found in the ark of safety, the destruction of Christ will fall on you and your family. Wow. I don't apologize. I don't apologize. When, when, when I walk out of this pulpit tonight, Prophet Tolliver, my hands will be clean. And I hope when you brothers walk out of this pavilion tonight that you've done everything that you know to do that God wanted you to do. That way when you go home and God should call you home, you'll stand before him with clean hands. I pray, God, why did this happen? Why? And you know what the Lord, we, we, this, this whole revival's been on power and restoration. But the church cannot have power 
And the church cannot have restoration until the heads and the elders of the church begin to get on fire again for themselves. That way they can pass out the fire amongst their people again. You know why Eli got in trouble? The prophet just was on it last night. But one reason why Eli got in trouble, because he had two adulterous fornicating sons that put strange fire upon God's altar. And you know what's wrong with pastors today? And evangelists and ministers, we have put strange fire on the altar of God, and he is not accepting it no more. There's two kinds of fire. Yes, there is. There's a control fire. And the forestry division knows how to maintain what they want done. It's not to destroy everything in its path, but it's to promote life. But then you have a wildfire. Sometimes it's caused by nature. Sometimes by lightning. But most times it's caused by some ignorant person throwing a cigarette butt out in a place where it's dry and thirsty. And what happens? It gets out of control. They, 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 the wind comes and it blows around and it scatters. And it just doesn't destroy the undergrowth of what's stopping the trees from growing. But it destroys people's lives. It destroys homes. It destroys businesses. And today, you can choose what fire that you want from God. Because you're going to burn one way or another. You're going to burn with the Holy Ghost. Or you're going to burn with the destructive fire of hell. I'm tired of seeing the same thing over again. I'm tired of going to church and seeing, hearing the same songs over again. Seeing the same people come to the same prayer line over again for the same thing. You know whose fault it is? It's my fault. It's pastor's fault. It's evangelist's fault. Because we don't have what it takes anymore to see the Spirit of God move. But I hear Jesus saying, do you want restoration? How many wants restoration? I'm tired of destruction. I'm tired of death and sickness and troubles. This is how we get restored. Jesus said, if my people, whose people? His people. Not the enemy's people, not the president's people, not the pastor's people, not the denomination's people, not the Baptist people, not the Pentecostal people, but the people of God shall call my name and humble themselves and pray. He gives you the instructions of how for us to be restored again. 
and my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves for the legal and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins. I'm getting drunk in the spirit. And I'll heal their lands. You want your land healed? Do something extraordinary that you do not used to doing. You know, you know what gets the attention? A lot of pastors and, and, and elders teach something very wrong to the body of Christ. You don't get blessed by the 10% of your tithe that you pay. That belongs to God anyways. But what you get blessed from is your abundant giving. Giving out of your lack, not giving out of your comfortable. Giving out of your lackness. I'm sick, but I know that there's a sister in my church that's sicker than I am. Let me get down and pray for her. The song leader has COVID. And I may be sick myself, but let me get down and pray for him. It's out of, we can make and make sure in ourselves that when we stand before God, that we are clean in hearts. This, la carne, will never be clean enough. You will never be clean enough in the flesh. God's not one in your flesh. It's one in your heart. Now I'm pointing exactly where I want to point at. He's wanting your heart. This is the heart that pumps blood to all of our organs in our body. But this is the main central station that tells that, that to pump the blood, when to pump the blood, when to talk, when to breathe. Some things are, are absolutely involuntary in life. You don't have to think about breathing because it's involuntary. It's what it does. But when you get into a life of praise and worship, I wish somebody would stand with me tonight. When you live in an atmosphere of praise, it does no longer become a job. It's just what you do. Hell's on my trail, but I'm going to give God the praise. My marriage is falling apart, but I'm going to give God the praise. The doctor gave me a bad report, but I'm going to give God the praise. Why? Why do we put such an emphasis on praise? Because the Bible said that God inhabits the praises of his people. You know what that means? That God lives. He revolves around your life when you praise. A lot of times I walk around thinking, Jesus, 
I pray this is you. I don't even got to think about it anymore. Even in my darkest hours in the last nine months, it seemed like I couldn't make it. But once I got into an atmosphere and a life of praise, I begin to say, thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. The doctor says I'm sick. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, he gave me up to die. I thank you, Jesus. Because if you want to be restored, you've got to go back to Jesus. I'm not preaching on hate. Not a bit. I heard your thoughts. I'm not angry. And if I'm angry, I'm angry at the enemy. Because we've allowed him to get in our minds. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. How many times you look at somebody and you judge them just by the way that they look. When you wrestle against principalities and wickedness in high places. Didn't say in low places, it said in high places. Daniel prayed for 21 days and he did not get an answer from God. But on the 21st day, the angel appeared to him and said, God heard you the first day you prayed. But there was a war made in heaven between the prince of Persia. How many know that's the spirit of the enemy? That's the devil himself. And he sent Michael the archangel to fight in the war. I want you to stand to your feet right now. If you want God to stand up in the middle of your 21 days, you've got to pray on. You've got to fast on. You've got to worship on. We have a right to get angry. The Bible said anger is but sin not. Yes, I believe in love, and I believe in the message of love. But you know what love will do? Love will go into the pits of the fire of hell and pull you out into the ark of safety. You may not like it, and I don't care. Hello, somebody. You may not like it, and I really don't care. But we are either going to be the church, or we're going to be a body of reprobates. Which one do you want tonight? I choose life. I choose love. If musicians come to your instruments and play something softly. I'll say this, and I know some people don't like much me saying this. I'm a half breed. <laughs> I'm only half Mexican, and I'm half Cherokee, Irish, or Scottish. And some people may look at me differently because of my heritage. It's not pure in this life. But. When I received the free gift of salvation, somebody say salvation is a free gift. 
You can't do anything in yourself that can deserve the salvation of God. You can't live good enough. You can't pay enough tithes. Brother Alex, in this life, I'm only a half-breed. But in Christ, I'm of a royal priesthood. And a royal priesthood has no half-breeds. When I accepted Christ as my personal Savior, let me make this statement first. The blood that was shed on Calvary wasn't just for the atonement of your sin, but it was so that you could have a blood transfusion. That you would take on the perfect nature of God. Ooh, I can feel the sweetness of the Holy Ghost. Don't you feel them right now in here? It's humbling to stand in the presence of God. Some people may have never really known what it's like to really be in the presence of a living God. And I know and I know there'll be many people across the world that serve other false gods. But can you talk to your God and Him answer your prayers? Let me tell you about a God that I serve. I'm very, you know, I try to be very transparent, Brother Alex. But a lot of times, I, us ministers try to leave our personal lives out of the ministry. We don't want it to be flawed. But I remember leaving a revival in West Virginia, Sister Jamie, in uh, 2002. My daughter was three years old. She was three years old. And my twins were six months old. I didn't have air conditioner in my car. We had three air conditioners. You roll the windows down and you got cold as you drove. Or you just got hotter and hotter. My daughter got hungry. And we were still about six hours away from home. I had a dollar in my pocket. I had enough gas to get home. But all I had was a dollar left to my name. The Lord told me, said, pull off this exit. I'd never been off that exit ever before. And there was a McDonald's at the line the Lord told me to pull in. As a father, it made me feel 
feel like the lowest garbage on earth because I didn't have what I needed at the time to provide food for my daughter. So I pulled into that parking lot, the Lord said, stay there. And J.R., I began to pray. And I was crying, Sister Jane. And I said, Lord, this is all I have. I told my ex-wife, I said, I'm sorry, but you, you and Savannah will have to share this a double cheeseburger together. And it would have been enough for Savannah to have to stay for the next six hours till we got to the house. As I begin to back out to go to the drive-thru, the Lord said, stay. And Tasha said, aren't you going to go to the drive-thru? I said, the Lord told me to stay here. God will give us instructions and in how he will provide for us if we will follow them. I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, you already did. Brother Tyler, about 35 or 40 seconds later, a vehicle pulls in right next to us. And a young African-American man, he was probably older than me. I know he was at the time. He got out of his car and came to my side of the window and knocked on my window. He said, are you an evangelist? I said, yes, I am. He said, my name, and he told me his name. He said, I'm from Oregon. And I was here visiting my family. And I was on my way back to Oregon, and I was 20 miles away from here. And the Lord said, turn back and go around to the McDonald's. There's an evangelist in his family that need to eat. God don't care how macho you think you are because he knows how to bring you to your knees. trunk and there was a styrofoam cooler I don't even know if they make styrofoam coolers much anymore and he opened it up brother Paul and everything that was in that cooler wasn't just something that we could deal with it was what we liked when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God he will bring restoration even when you don't know where it's coming from. He just didn't give us that. But he shook my hand and put a $50 bill in my hand right then and there. 
Pastors, as I preached yesterday morning, don't musicians, worship leaders, congregation members, don't get weary in well-doing. Because God will restore you in due season if you faint not. Come on, musicians, sing. Sing, come on, see something. Thank you for tuning in to the Traveling Preacher Man podcast. We hope something we have said today has uplifted and encouraged you. We pray that grace, peace, and love of God will follow you throughout the week. If you would like to partner with us in continuing to share the word, grace, and love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you can go to our patron page or you can go to paypal.me forward slash TPM revivals. If you would like to host evangelist Silas Crawford, please email us at tpmrevivals at gmail.com. All of the information will be in the description. This is the Traveling Preacher Man podcast with international evangelist Silas Crawford. Until the next time, we pray the blessings of God upon you and your family.